That's cool. He had her and Harrison Ford's kid. That sucks. Yeah. I was like, did you did you talk to Harrison Ford? He's like, no, because I know he's a jerk. And if I go up to him and say something, he's a jerk to me, it will crush my soul. And that's like a good point. He's not a jerk. He just doesn't want to be bothered by anybody and talk to no one. He's really like us in that way. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 90. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro, and joining me today, two audacious astronauts who can't help but fly too close to the sun, Dave Grimma. That's me. And Dan Colonna. I love the feeling of burning hot magma against my face. It's it's just, it, it makes you glow. Quite it does, frankly. literally, right up until the moment that you're obliterated. Mm-hmm. Which happens to a bunch of us, because we played the outer wilds where there is a sun and sometimes you fly into it sometimes maybe, you meet maybe, maybe you, you do it the very first time you ever leave the planet <laughs> did 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 you yeah awesome well if you set that like autopilot i'm gonna go to that planet it's though it will move around the sun and it won't <laughs> just go right through it it's basically but what i are. think it happened like i the, i said i saw autopilot on giants deep and it was going behind the sun and so for, therefore if so, facto, gotta go shoot right through it in the sun. The autopilot was like, "What? That's where you want it to go." This is the fastest route. <laughs> I remember watching in the movie theater three times the film Lost in Space. Mm. Yes, because I was oh, really into Lacey times. Chabert at a time. Got it. And I'm like, "This is a great movie." And I wanted that helmet that Joey from Friends had. The Joey from Friends had, and that ship in the beginning, so cool. Anyway, so. When they're getting like stuck and they're like, oh, we're going to have to hyperdrive through the sun. Every time I saw it, I was like, that doesn't seem possible. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You can't go you can't... through the sun. It's too hot. What was their reasoning? Like, we'll open a black hole. They, well, lo- maybe... they were like, they were stuck in the gravity of it and they couldn't escape. They're like, we got to go through it. Like, fizz, that's too hot. Even if it's just for a little logic. bit, it's too hot. In Star, in Star Wars and other things, when they're... F- when you're flying in space, do they make the stars like go past the ship? Oh, that's such a classic. I don't classic. think I've ever noticed. <laughs> this no, the, yes, they, they do. do. They, right? like, they make it look like reality bends around the ship because you're moving that fast. But not, so, like, but not only that, I'm just like the concept. Because like, I feel like sci-fi set up an improper fact in my brain at some point where for I mean, a long time I didn't realize that that I just thought the sun was really big. I didn't realize it was the closest star. Do you, re- yeah. I f- you ever have that feeling where it's like you feel like you're falling into quicksands and you're trying to get out of it, but you're just <laughs> is that, this right now? Is that what, is that what <laughs> I'm doing right now? Well, I don't mean to cut us off, but tonight is a big <laughs> night because we have not one, but two main topics we got to get through. We have a okay. sub-main topic and a, the big main topic. So normally this is when, if you're a classic listener, we BS for 30 minutes about things that this? are not This is BSing? This is BS. Oh, it's BSing. But we had, it'll be a little bit older by the time this airs, the Game Awards. And oh, normally, yeah, that, that did we, happen. Have a, we had a separate episode usually where we, we go through all the announcements and all the awards. And we all watched it together. And we were all super, super underwhelmed. We're like, I don't even think it's worth doing I think, episode I, on this. I would say we were, Dave, go on. You were going to say whelmed? Whelmed. Uh, please say it for me. Uh, or was it, I was going to use the term nonplussed. Nonplussed. Not, nonplussed. <laughs> so it's better. And it wasn't that it was bad. I just. It's just. Yeah. I'm glad that it wasn't like 
Oh, it's horrible. Mm. Because last year was. I didn't think last year was. I liked last year. It it was awkward. Last Uh, year was, well, never mind. This year was awkward too. I think this year just felt like the year before a new generation. And it was just kind of, what could we really do? Because everyone's holding their cards for the most part. Mm. Um, So real quickly, I just want to kind of go through at least what I thought were the big takeaways you guys can add on to. The biggest thing I think we have now seen the Xbox Scarlet. It is the Xbox Series X, and we—it's a what tower. A, it's a monolith. What Does an it, idiot! It kind of reminds me of uh, when Mac brought out the new uh, that, like the the garbage can MacBook, mm-hmm. not MacBook, uh, the the Pro, the Pro, the, the Mac, Mac Pro. Pro. It totally failed, the, right? The garbage can. Uh well, I mean, you're both going yeah. in two directions. So first, let's start with the name. <laughs> I agree with Dan. I don't love that name. What Xbox like, Series X? I it's mean, it, it implies because they're going to have that. They're going to have the one that's like lesser than, but all digital. And they're probably going to have another one that's like cloud based. So you could use X Cloud with it. Is that the Think. point of why they're calling it series? Is because there's yeah, a whole they're gonna series have of different, different models? That's what I'm X-Cloud, thinking. X Cloud, X Disc, X. And I actually like, saw a pretty like cool like, mock up. Toyota and they have the Camry and the Corolla. It's going to be. Well, I, if, that's what I think. It's like, would it have been better if it was, you know, just name something definitive to, to, to kind of distinguish it? Because I do think if it's like Series X versus Series P versus Series Y, unless they're all going to be Series X, and then, X, I don't know. XI? I'm going to tell you this, X. hot take. I don't want to think like I'm buying a car when I go to buy my console. I just want to know... Which one's going to play the games that I want to play, and then I'm done. Oh, no, they're all going to play the games. Yeah, but... Yeah, but will oh, I? well, if you get this one, you can't play the game that's you. Oh, this game was in the advertisement you saw. That's only on the cloud platform, which is available no. on the Series X4. Oh, you want to play the new Halo? Well, you can only play that on yeah, the Superpower Yeah, you better not system. do like, that, because then you're basically like, you might as well just have a gaming pc see yeah and see, yeah and i mean before we get the four factor, i think that's the kind of the plus and minus of it i think with the multiple SKUs, they're gonna f- find multiple barriers or like take down multiple barriers of entry so if you're not going to be you know five six hundred dollars worth to invest in one you could get the lesser one and maybe then okay that's that will at least get you on board that way maybe How? you do want something that's like streaming based and that's even way cheaper maybe that's the way to get you in but at the same time like dan said I, I, if you're not super plugged in, I could see you being confused by it. How much more for the console would you pay for a model that came with VR? That came with it? Yeah. Like with the headset? So, yeah. I'm still sort of convinced the PS5 is going to have it. Eh, not in a bundle. That'd be way too much money. But let's uh, let's or... say let's say what like how much is too much or how much would be like of course I'm getting it. Like what's that sweet spot in price? I, I, I mean I will go ahead, Mark. I think where. I mean, I say this, but I would, I would buy it regardless. But in my head, I, I keep thinking, I think the new PlayStation in the Series X, whatever the good one is, I think it's going to be four ninety nine, And I think that in my head feels like that sounds cheap. the highest point. I'm like, that's a no-brainer. Beyond that, I start thinking like, uh, do I definitely need this at launch date? So like I don't know like a like my but my PSVR two hundred it's let's say it's six hundred dollars to get it with VR with yeah, the new VR go, or with the just current whatever one. VR they're gonna well, I mean, whatever whatever that, that current console's version of VR is 
Yeah. Well, I own it already. <laughs> no, 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 he's talking about the PS5 I'm about VR. PS5 with oh, the, the, with the, the VR PSVR two. Yeah. There is no way. I mean, yeah, I would spend that, but I don't think it would. That's way too low for it. Like that that PSVR headset's gonna be probably like four hundred when it comes out. I, I feel like Sony is gonna do exactly what they can to make sure that everybody has a PS5. If you're interested, like you're not gonna wait for the price to drop. Like they're gonna give you us specifically PlayStation Four owners some kind of good reason. I think it's gonna come down to that backwards compatibility. If they think, I think it's definitely gonna be backwards compatibility with four. But if they find a way to be like all your three, two, and one games also work, because. I, I think that would be a huge, huge win. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off, but that's such an impressive thing for Xbox. Now, literally, if you buy Series X, all your X, you know, one games, your 360 games, and your OG games work. That's insane. That is great. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm concerned they're going to charge more than $500 for that system. See, that's so if it's beyond that, I don't know. See, that's why I think it's smart then, because if it is, you know, like the hardcore guys will spend six $700. Yeah, but then, if you want to get like, they're out that's there. That's a lot of people, but they're out, but they're not, you know, the the mom buying it for their son. Yeah, like I don't. Think, but then, if they get them that Lockhart or whatever it ends up being called, like the lesser one, then that makes it a little more palatable. But I don't know if it's going to come out at the same time. Before we get too deep in that, did we like the way it looked? I liked it. I thought it was cool. Apparently, you can lay it down. <laughs> yeah. So I like it better now. I didn't know that. You don't like it standing? I was like, who has a room for a computer tower in their house that isn't me? It's small like, though. It's only like a foot by I think six inches. It is quite like looking next to the controller. I was like, oh, it isn't that big. It isn't that big. It's, it kind of looks like a like a Google, not a Google, like a Amazon Echo. Like, yeah, it, an Echo. And it's a foot long. Yeah, foot long. Weird. <laughs> you can make a sandwich out of it. I don't know. I just like it because it looks different than most consoles. Are you considering the new Xbox? No, I can't. I mean, he would, Mark, he would never do it just based off of the look of the console. He just said he likes it. I he, do. He like would it. like it. The only way he would, yeah, but he's saying he likes <laughs> the way it looks. It doesn't mean he's gonna get it. He, if it had some sort of exclusives that he was re, like really into, Which, like nice Hellblade. segue. The one game that they did yeah, talk Hellblade. about it, Hellblade Two: <laughs> Senua Saga. Yeah, I thought looked very impressive. We gotta stop him. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I don't have that much money, but I could. I could. No, you're just not gonna get Sony's. I, no, I have to. You're gonna decide. That's it. The tattoo in your arm. You're gonna just <laughs> wear a bandage. To me. This is a wound. I, I could see myself art. buying it like a couple years down the line, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna go play all the Microsoft exclusives, maybe. But then, I think I would rather just put my money into my PC and then just get everything there. That which, is the thing, which is right? What I like, do. how much of that? library is going to be xbox everywhere still because that's not going to go away i think that's their strategy you know the same thing with games best it's like they they just want to like kind of get you into their ecosystem not necessarily their hardware i think obviously if they can get you that way they want to but like i think when they saw themselves lose the ps4 they were super super smart with coming up with a very forward looking strategy that prior you know it's like where is you're making your money like yeah. historically why, with why, consoles, why did we lose in the first place yeah, and exclusives, I think probably. exclusives, and they're doing their best to to change that. I mean, we're going to end up seeing, you know, can they compete with Sony? Because Sony stuff has been incubated. All these studios have been, you know, in this pattern for decades. It takes a while. You know, they've bought a lot of current studios that are already existing, but it's going to, like, you could tell that, like, 
Ninja Theory's got some money now. Like, that's one thing that trailer showed to me. Just that facial tech and, like, how crisp it looked. Like, you guys got some money now. You got the Microsoft money. Good on you guys. This is a scary trailer. She scared me. Unnerving, Her, right? She's, she is scary. She's scary. Sanyu is a scary character. She's got... I see, and that's... She's one, unhinged. She is a little un- unhinged, but I thought it left off at such a nice place. And I actually think... I don't know lo- if you understood the ending of that game. <laughs> What? No, she kind of came to a, a piece with the head. She doesn't look peaceful. Spoilers for Hellblade, sorry. Yeah, we played it on the Dinosaur Machines Game Podcast listeners. episode 500. See, you know, it's funny. There was, um, there was a, I think it was a this or that. And I, I think I asked Dave, it was like Doki Doki 2 or Hellblade 2. And I think the conversation was like, I don't know if we need a Hellblade 2. I didn't think we did either. So yeah. I'm curious to see what this happens, but I, I mean, I'm intrigued, and I think if it, mm-hmm. if it shapes up well, I'm definitely gonna be looking to. I want to know. About try it, to get though. it on PC. Definitely. You want to know what happens to Sandy? I want to know. What's her saga? What's going on? Um, some other stuff that kind of came up that I think we could touch on real quick. The first official PS5 game got announced called Godfall. Yes. Godfall. It was like right. Destiny, Darksiders. They called it Death a... Swordney. That's pretty good. I like that. Thanks. Um, I don't know. It didn't move the needle for me simply because it's a game that doesn't end. Uh, it looked impressive, and you also don't know that yet. I mean, um, I guess maybe it's like a Borderlands where it's like know. got a campaign. I mean, it does sound like a, a loot, get better armor, get better gear type game. So it probably doesn't yeah. end. Another, another game is saying, please come in our ecosystem and stay here forever. Yeah. It's just I felt like a lot of games that got announced were those type of games. And I just, yeah. there's money to be made. I get it. Like you don't need a huge payer base. If you can have cross play and you get those whales and they're giving you money, but I don't know. Like it just, it doesn't appeal to me. Like it's a huge turnoff for me. It's like, Oh, this doesn't end. There's always content. Yeah. I, I am not currently diving face first into the season of Dawn, which is going on right now in destiny. Um, so I kind of, you know, I get it. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. It's just it takes a lot of commitment, and it does. It, it does. how many things can you be committed to? You know, like to... I looked, at, I look around. <laughs> yeah, I played That's Pokemon. The I played the Star Wars Jedi. I played yeah. those games at, in lieu of Destiny. So, and I'm like, oh, I got other games yeah like i I have we have our (laughs) podcast game so that's like one column in my head i have like the single player games i like playing and then if i need like junk food i play overwatch it's like i can't imagine i guess it would swap out for overwatch i would swap out the overwatch spot there yeah so but then i need something that's going to be more fulfilling than that and the thing i love about overwatch it's like i can go a month without playing it i don't feel like i missed out Mm. where with these things if i'm building a character and loot and things like that like i feel like i need it's like a plants i gotta water it it's true well, that's, that's the way i think it's, it. true, <laughs> it's like oh i can't do this new thing that came out because i let my light level go down and now i have to get close to the new max before i can do this new thing they plan well in destiny's case they plan for that now yeah, but other it, games do struggle and then that puts you know that but yeah it's like it puts the developer in the position it's like I, we want to reward people who are constantly engaged and we want to make it easy enough that people who are not constantly engaged don't feel like they're missed out and i feel mm-hmm. like when you walk the line in between you get a product that's in between uh, <laughs> this is not the let's slander but who had destiny. the best but who had the best performance of the night Oh, that's like right. Was it, that's right. Was it Grimes or Churches? Because I would pick one of those two. Or Green Day. Um, the Churches was. I, I like mean, Grimes better. I like all these bands as a concept. 
<laughs> Grimes was cool to see. That video was I thought insane. it was good. I like yeah. I thought it was cool to see. I that was not one of my favorite song of theirs, I will say. And they come I, up on my Pandora quite often. And I'm like, eh, this is not what I like about I think they're the kind of band or performer that you, like, when you see them in person, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. And you're, like, there for that. But mm. it's it's kind of like watching, like, hockey on TV is so much more boring to me. I love it still. But in the stadium, it's like, oh, this is great. It's there. Stuff's going on. Yeah. So I think that's, like, that's where that performer falls. And But that being said... What I did see, I was like, oh, I'm very entertained right now. This is mm. awesome to look at. That's not so the Grimes, way I Grimes gets my vote. I will say um, that I think that the performances in general have keep getting better, though. Yeah, yeah. that aspect, too. About, uh, about, of the show. I you know? always like the devil trigger last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just epic. That was great. That and they had the two music before. Really? Devil Trigger is awesome. Awesome. And that's a nice game. You go, you play 10 hours, you're good. You're done. You walk I think out. I... I think that's where I'm at right now. I did win After best action game. Yeah, that's a what, nice like cala plunger. Like just let's just fight around. Ew. What? Pal- oh, I guess that's the wrong sound effect for <laughs> that. Gross noise. <laughs> when just you look, clench just, your palate, you don't fart. No. It sounded like you <laughs> shot mustard right into my mouth. Like there you go, here palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't love that? It doesn't make you feel like you want more food. It's like a, what would be like the worst cal- palate cleanser, like horseradish on your tongue. I would say so. Probably. Say it's no pickle. I, don't know. I feel like that would be the worst thing. Horseradish. I mean, it's it goes back to like that baby goes up to what's the worst thing to come out of your nose? Like a baby? <laughs> what's happening? A car. <laughs> no, it's, all right. Back, back on top. Um, <laughs> game wise, in terms of winners, I think the uh, biggest winner of the night, I think, was Disco Elysium. Yeah, they were sleeper hit of the century. Yeah, and like I remember when it came out, it had really good buzz, but they walked away with best RPG, best narrative, best indie studio, and like fresh indie game. Like if they weren't on people's radars, because it's kind of like it's a PC thing. Like yeah. there's a lot of people now that's on their radars, and yeah. it is coming to consoles next year. Super. And it's it's a cool game. I'm excited about it. It's this will give them the boost they needed to get that game on consoles as fast as they can without losing any quality there. Yeah, I have no idea about this game. But also, this will give them the the confidence to put it on consoles late at full price and not be like on a budget. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. I could see that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a huge RPG. It's like 80 hours, but it's like. Have you guys seen the trailers for it? No, only the shots that. Well, I haven't seen the trailers for it. It's so, it's like, it's like Fallout. Like yeah, it's like Fallout 1 and 2, but it's like a, it's like a bird's it's like grunchy. Eye. Right. It's not like cyberpunk, but it's not like current. And So it's futuristic-ish. If you start a detective story where you're this guy and it's really, really like heavy dialogue. Is and it dialogue branching and trees. Is that what you mean? It's not exactly steampunk because it's not like overtly futuristic. Okay. It's just this futuristic what, technology, but it's dingy. Isn't that what... You said it's not cyberpunk, and I say it's... Oh, so is it steampunk because it's not too futuristic? Therefore, wouldn't it fall under steampunk? Or you think it's not steampunk but, unless but I, there's it's not like, like that At least from the... It, but it's you not need, like... You, you don't see that many like machines around. That's my only hesitation. Oh, okay. At least from the trailers I've seen. It's probably but like, I'm just I mean, really I impressed. Like, it. It's, but, it's so crazy. It's like... You have these skills 
and this is speaking from a guy who hasn't played it but like all these different like attributes and skills and they will affect your conversations but then like you like talk to your skills and talk like, to your skills and there's like dice listen, rolls listen strength maybe we should wait until we play it that's a weird <laughs> probably that's it's, a weird... it's definitely too long to be a podcast game but we'll come up later um other things i think we should touch on games for impact simply because that kind of mm-hmm. is a, an umbrella of games we usually pick mm-hmm. in gris one which apparently is spanish for gray i learned oh uh-huh. thank you i didn't know why well previously in my mind gris was called gris well what's actually funny is i was listening to a kind of funny podcast and they, they literally text devolver it's like how do you pronounce this game <sighs> and the answer was technically gris but everyone in the studio calls it gris <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. Uh, that's kind of funny. It's like, <laughs> we even call it this. And we we still, it's like saying senor. Yeah, basically. Instead of senor, well, I guess that's how you say senor. This is a bad example. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad, I'm not, I don't, don't, I don't speak Hello, Spanish. Hello, senor. Hello, senor. He's Sorry, a senor in high school. Um, but I don't know. That's a game that's kind of always been, I think, floating around our perif as a, a potential game to pick. Yeah. I think maybe this is the the sign we needed this is the time um and then lastly i think the thing that made dan and i his heart sing game of the year Sekiro, oh. baby oh my god oh that you see like I, the whole time i hate to say i was rooting against death stranding i'm happy kojima won best game direction that is the award for death stranding i see I, it could have taken like yeah what they went art direction it got no best no. game direction. Game game direction. Art direction, right. I which think is was perfect control. because Kojima nailed it with that. The game is clearly directed well. I've heard. Uh, I'm trying not to be sullied. Still, I'm somehow not. But mixed reviews regarding the game, like from different people, like with different levels. Like I know you liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Andrew loved it, and and there's this guy I work with who did not like it. He actually returned it What's for credit. Hero? No, 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 for Death Stranding. Oh, Death Stranding, okay. And I was blown away by that. I was like, okay, nobody's rejected this game. And I he see, just didn't that's like... How I feel like those are the pillars people fall into. It's either you love it or you hate it. And it's okay if you hate it, Dad. You don't yeah. have to like and it. And I don't hate it. I don't hate the concept. I just didn't want it to take the show because there were other games this there year. Were other and games. Sekiro was completely one of those games. Yeah, like, this is a this is a rare year. I think I played five out of the six nominees mm-hmm. and like i know what smash brothers is like that i think definitely above all those other games was the best game i think so but i also understand no um oh. Sekiro. So, yeah like i loved control i loved resident evil 2 remake outer worlds i thought was i actually just finished it i thought it was solid i didn't was suck me in worlds like I was or wilds so. that was up for the game worlds of the okay. worlds the uh obsidian like yeah. fallout game um and they're all great games but like Sekiro's like legit. It's it's. it's legit. I'm thinking about it, and I have. It's funny because now I have Jedi Fallen Order to compare it to because it definitely picks up that vein of let's give you parrying, let's give you like mm-hmm. timing combat without it being quick time events. Mm-hmm. And Sekiro just gets this kind of like you get into a rhythm, and when you have a victory, it doesn't feel handed to you at all. And and that. Getting that while also making the game accessible is is like I mean See, it's that's hard. That was my big thing about it. I didn't think it would win simply because it's not well it, for comparatively to the other things it's accessible to the other Soulsborne games. But I think that's it, the difference. I feel like for a lot of people that game just goes into a, a pile where it's oh that's a Soulsborne game uh, those games aren't for me. You know what it is? It's like it's like a Marvel movie winning 
uh, movie of the year. Yeah, I can I could see that. Oh, I mean, I don't put them on the same level because I because even I would think like Marvel has a, and this comes from a person who hasn't seen many of them. The guys that it is kind of like a, a popcorny appeal to the masses type of film, mm-hmm. where it's just yeah. like okay, that's a film that doesn't you know relate to me or a film that I I look for. Like there's just a, like an automatic judgment that goes on, and that's what it is with those games. But well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like there's like a, an automatic judgment when it comes to Soulsborne movies. I'm guilty of it. Like I'm not, I don't want to play Sekiro because I'm I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, and that's why I'm just game, really. so surprised that actually I walked away with the award. It was crazy. I was like, oh, look at this. Um, but yeah, so overall, I think, I don't know, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up game award-wise? Uh, just stoked that Sekiro yeah. won game of the year. I don't know, made my night. It did. It totally made my night. Sekiro. It's, it's just good to see. You, you love stuff. to see it. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy for you guys. Thanks, man. <laughs> what were you hoping for game of the year? Did you I had, have a I had no rooting interest because I didn't play any of the games. Outside of I Smash. had an abiding feeling that Smash Brothers was going to win. No. no. I did. It's, I too did. Old. No, I, it's, it's too old at this point. What, what are you talking about? There's but a bias gets, with things that come out. Like That's one of the big knocks, I think, against Resident Evil 2. It's been so long. Year. Yeah, but like... Compared to like March, April, as opposed to it had, Smash Bros. has had more releases December. since it came out than Sekiro. Sekiro, I keep yeah. So wrong. like it's had the DLC. Didn't they announce Joker yes, at last did. Game Awards? Yeah, he's coming. Oh yeah, Joker for Persona. It's like Joker. Yeah. For... Didn't they? And no, I'm saying they announced they announced Joker for Persona at the last Game Awards for this Smash Brothers. That's how out. old. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, oh. he's out. Um, my my, my point is that that's how old the game is. It, should, it, feels, it feels like it shouldn't have even, you know, I think it was just a nod because that's year. a great series. And, but it's also a fighting game. Like a fighting game I don't think is ever going to win game of the year. I don't think it's going to happen because that's just like a, a niche. Um, I don't niche. know. I'll say my final thing just for that. I just think it, it just, I think I said it earlier, just like it felt like a game awards a year before big stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And I did feel a little bit more commercialized, if that's the right word for it. Like the the awards kind of just felt almost secondary to the ads and the the trailers. So it's like, oh, we're showing trailers now. We're gonna take a break, but now we're showing more ads that are kind of like trailers, but not as important apparently. I don't know. It did feel a little less than. They definitely. Year. There were some things that were just annoying. The, yeah, like. Just some of the ads were really, really a bummer. There were a lot of them. <laughs> they really, were but lot, I mean, like, really, isn't it like a two-hour commercial, three-hour commercial? The whole thing is, obviously, because now Sekiro is going to get a Game of the Year edition. I might buy it if it's a steelbook. And, um, but why would it? It doesn't have any DLC. Who cares? Beautiful. I got a real release. It's got look, nothing. Look, Mark, I hate my money. How many times have I told you? That's true. You do hate money. I hate it. If you, Burn all if you the contact dollars. Dan, just ask him for money. He'll give it to you because he doesn't no, want No, I won't give it to you. I'll just tell you I hate my money and then I'll I'll hang up the phone. Buy the game and put it on the shelf and never touch it. <laughs> I hate my money and you can't have it. It's just the guy who spent 80 bucks on Hyper Light Drifter. Won't touch it. Anyway. Yeah, dude. Back <laughs> what off. What am I saying? It's like throw stones. But what I'm not throwing is a ship into orbit. I fly that puppy because now it's main topic, baby. Outer Wilds. Is this a game that is... I closed the window? I had it open. 
Why did I do that? I know full this well that my, I had it open. This is one of my favorite running bits of Dan struggling. It's not a bit. It's a real <laughs> it's thing. Kind of a bit. This is this is my life. And you know you know why I thought I memorized it. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Ready. Well, here you'll you laugh, sir, but mm-hmm. Outer Wilds is an open world mystery about a solar system trapped in an endless time loop. That's it. That's what they tell you. Yeah, that's it. That's wow. that's the tweet. <laughs> Wait, it's just the, a tweet? No. Th- no, I, that's, oh, a, that's, the that's a gag on it. Twitter. Got it. Oh, this is weird. It says release date to be determined. This is like... What are you looking wait, at right what? now? I'm looking at the Steam page? What is this? Weird. Anyway, it's got like... The, this is the official Steam page. Very strange. Popular user-defined tags for this product are... Action, adventure, exploration, space, and one more. Two more. Two Sorry. Now let's uh, do this. Very real two tag. Ghost gas. Eyes. Okay. Well, <laughs> you both somehow combined forces and got eyes. both of those two tags. Yeah, because the Nomai have three uh, eyes and the Hearthians. I think the like eye of the universe. That's what I was thinking. But well, I in the eye tags. of the universe. Yeah. Drumroll, please. Open world. It's actually one tag. Trick question. Aha. But, um... Dave, my cleverness has gotten the best of me. Once again, I mm-hmm. used all my energy on that joke, and I did not come up with something original Boom. to tell the people about this game. Do you have anything a little more Break unique? it down for us. Okay, so it's the game is controlled first person. You awake on a, pla- on a planet. You speak to the, the natives of the area, which is the same as race as you. They the give you the rights to the Hearthians. 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 That's it. Hearthians. Depending on how you say the word hearth. If it's hearth, hearth, hearthians, hearthstoneians, and you um, have an experience with the statue, it's weird. It replays the first (laughs) parts of the moment of the game, (laughs) right? You get your memory sync, um, and then you get access to the spaceship. You fly away and you start discovering things about the world. And the game is really about you, you. You quickly learn that the universe is about to end. It has. At least as far as you know it. Your galaxy, your sun, is going to explode in 22 minutes from when you first had this experience with the statue. So, you have 22 minutes to find out what is going on in this universe and what can you do about it. You just It's a game about exploration and finding out, based off of another species, the Nomai, which is the who are the people who created the statue that you that memory sank with you this is why every time you die you still have the memories of of what's happened before and you just you try and learn from from them to know what they were doing and try and find out and make the most of your time really right and then the sun explodes then yeah. the sun explodes <laughs> 22 minutes later cuz uh, do you think they chose 22 minutes because of like the normal that's the amount of time an episode is of like I would assume that uh, maybe it's like the amount of time for a player to get like invested before forgetting that something's going to happen I assume stuff like that maybe I don't yeah know. like what is a f- what feels like it's not a lot of time but enough time it to always get took me done. off guard just to talk about the sun and the was loop it, itself was it, that music whenever... was playing you're like oh no yeah, I, I, bet, like, oh, I, better, is... I better wrap up what I'm doing right now. This is happening. <laughs> well, before we start diving into like the things we found, um, I do want to touch on this idea as discovery, Davis. You gotta brought mm. it up because I think it's spoilers. We all oh, spoiler alert for Outer Wilds. Spoilers for Outer Wilds. Everything Dave everything. said, you learn that's not the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. So just early, so you know, Dave didn't already spoil Outer Wilds for you. Calm down. 
God, calm down. Calm stop down, stop typing. Um, I want to talk about that idea of discovery because I think we all really, really dug this game. Spoilers for how we feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think one of the big successes of it is it was able to, through the mechanics, through the way the world kind of, re- or the universe really reveals itself, is give you that sense of peeling something back where it feels almost overwhelming the amount of things to figure out because there's so many options and everything is available mm-hmm. to you immediately. But at the yeah. same time, I thought it did such a great job in never making you feel like I have no idea what I'm doing because you got things slowly no matter what you did, basically. You got more right. information. I, I like to view it as every planet that you visit had a purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And I think every planet but the Bramble gives you a reason to visit it uh and I guess like for to, to stay. Has... There's a, there's stuff there, but there's not like you don't think about leaving the bramble like when you're done. You know, well, you I think... think that's I think it's intentional. It is. <laughs> and, but my, my I guess my point is um, like it doesn't feel like you waste a lot of time no matter where you start, no matter what you look at, and it's always mm-hmm. intriguing. Every planet has its own kind of yeah. like thing and on that on. idea yeah of like every planet i think that also plays a role into the whole looping thing just from as as a gameplay mechanic where with that knowledge beforehand okay i only have 20 minutes it's like you automatically go this process of goal setting okay mm-hmm. in this one loop i'm gonna go to this planet and try to get to this point in that planet and if you're successful then you get an idea of go someplace else but if you're not the next loop you try to finish, get it again it's like yeah it, it, it's just through the game's design it is able to give you that sense of discovery and it prevents you from always feeling overwhelmed because you have to set yourself a goal because it's going to reset you regardless yeah exactly i think the hardest part was getting going getting going and because you were like there were just so many options Mm -hmm. you know but once you start uncovering more knowledge and it leads to more questions and your questions become Oh well, this guy mentioned that place, so um, let me go check that out over here. Yeah, right. You know Between what I mean? that like, and the um, the projections that you would find, mm-hmm. there there was always something. Oh, they're that, always pushing you to go to Ash Twin. They're like, just go to. <laughs> this is a, this <laughs> an important. Everything leads back to this room. <laughs> well, and I think that was what was cool about it because you know you are uncovering all these informations with the the language and things like that and mm-hmm. it is a lot but then everything gets funneled back to your log and it's mm-hmm. kind of all spelled out for you in very basic things this is what you learned is there i mean i'm fine with it but is it a um plot hole the ship's log uh is it a plot hole he like what if the ship gets destroyed with the universe and why, like, then why get, does the ship I get log? That, I get that my memory is is sunk to Onomai statue slash mask on Ash Twin, and it it storing my information and relaying it back to me. But why does my ship log have that access? Uh, why is the planet the sun go from yellow to supernova in twenty minutes? It's like these are no, that's, I agree. <laughs> but in the game's own rule set, that's, it, that's it, just it, the end. Of the, that's just the time that it took for the sun to die. I guess so. But the game's own rule set. You, I did you have just happened to have this experience. You had this experience with the mask within the time limit of, hey, the sun's about to explode. Maybe there's a, a brain sink we don't notice that the log is actually just a digitized version of your brain. Of your brain? Oh, man. How does that work? Is that good? That's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, but another thing I actually, and this is 
the thing that's come up in the podcast before, like we're talking about games like Metroidvania games and stuff like that. I think me out of the three of us, I'm always kind of like, well, I like that feeling of getting stronger. I like building. No, you don't need to get stronger here. And I actually think it serves the game's purpose by not having loot, not having upgrades, not having skill trees. It, it because it really just lets you focus on information and solving things here. Not worrying about anything else. Knowledge is strength. Ooh, I like that. Because like it's like, because I know how to get into Ember Twin and get in the Sunless City immediately. You know, I don't have to go through all the hoops to get there. I know that there's a, a small hole right north of the gravity cannon that leads to a doorway that leads you right into Sunless City. And I know that kidding? because I played the game. Yeah, yeah, there is one. Oh, man, I would always go the long way. Oh, and that's man. the thing. It's like... And on that actual note, though, then, so did you feel, did you ever feel kind of stuck like I'm not making progress? I Because did, you really don't know points. what you're doing. You're just kind uh, of I, just putzing around. I wasn't patient enough, and I will say going in, there's no reason to rush through this game. Mm-hmm. You just have to be ready for that experience where you want to take it easy. It sounds very dire. The universe is about to explode. Yeah. You have 22 minutes to learn as much as you can. That is not the case, though, because... You really don't need to start anywhere. You just because, like Dave said, the game leads you where you have to go, regardless of where you start. Yeah. But I did have this sense of like, oh, there's so much to find. I need to learn, and I'm kind of stuck. And that's that did hit me. Once. I think if you don't keep consulting your ship log and you don't look at like, oh, there's more to find out here. Like right. I think it's it, it it makes it a lot more frustrating. The 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 most frustration I had was with Brittle Hollow, because I just cause always the on the planet. always fall in the black hole. And the mm. gravity is so strong there because of the black hole. I actually didn't really explore Brittle Hollow too much because of that. But there's so much knowledge and there's so much yeah. To there's learn the, in there's Brittle like Hollow. the school and uh, there's all those different floors that like, whole city. Th- there's so much to learn in Brittle Hollow. And I think that's intentional. And it's on like a freaking... It has... Not only are you dealing with the 22-minute time limit, <laughs> but you're also dealing with... Brittle Hollow has its own time limit of it's it's falling apart and gets keeps getting sucked into the black hole. Right. And, and coming out moon, of my hole station. The moon keeps firing lava rocks uh, at yes, it. Yes, and it's moon. What, what do they call it? The I forgot. Oh, uh, Devil's... Lava something. Oh, the so, Devil's Roar? That's no. something else. That's a cool it's, name. <laughs> no, it's The Devil's Roar is from something. It's something like demon or devil related. I don't remember what it's called right now. The I Red right... Burster. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a little lava moon that keeps shooting. It has. It keeps having volcanoes erupt and shoots. Yeah, and, and I think rocks that's, at it. That kind of points apart. to how the yeah. universe in itself is not that big. You know, there's there's a lot of different locations, but they're not huge where it'll take you Mm. hours and hours and hours to kind of see everything. Yeah. But in the loop being, you know, things that are accessible in the beginning of the loop are not accessible by the end. There's things that are only accessible at the end. So it's like every location changes depending on the time that you find it. So in that way it is very big. It is very expansive. And then it's like finding those little things where, and each each place kind of has its own gameplay element. Where it's like, yeah, like Brittle Hollow is always is falling apart, and freaking Giants Deep has tornadoes that lift the islands off the planet and they fall back on. 
And will sometimes you know. throw your ship into space when you're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I'm speaking Oops. from experience or anything, but oh Tips. my god, that totally happened to me. Well, and I think the devil's furnace. To kind of to go. transition with that idea, like graphically Sorry. and just like the way this kind of game runs, like it has a big load in the beginning. But I think another thing that led to essentially feeling like such a, a very kind of smooth process is after that initial load, everything is just there. You can fly yeah, to different planets, go to different endings. There's no loading. There's no pauses. Everything Nothing. is just there. There's no waiting. Just jump right in. But I will say to, to, to kind of coattail with you there, Mark, hmm. the game has such a – or the developers and the designers have such a skill for scale. Yes. To, to create – this scale, your scale versus the planets versus the sun. And it's odd because there's no like real legitimate atmosphere for each planet. Like you just kind of land. <laughs> you know, you, you, there's uh, nothing to it. There's no cloud cover except for green um, giants. Giants. Uh, giants deep has like an atmosphere. Kind of right. Um, that one does like, you don't see the planet. The until qu- you're Quantum in moon it. has atmosphere. True. Timber heart. Timber hearth has that like wind that you, that, once you've passed that, you know that you're out of its gravitational pull. I guess that's true. It just doesn't have the same, like, there's that every time you enter, there's no, like, entry is what I mean. Like, um, you know, with our atmosphere, you have to burn through mm-hmm. and so on. But that's not there, but you kind of see the surface of most of the planets. But you're right. There are a few you don't. But even still, like, this, like you see them moving mm-hmm. around from each mm-hmm. planet. Like, you see the whole solar system pretty much. You can look around and just see other planets just doing their thing. And it's crazy <laughs> just there's so many smart things it does well i i want to just throw my two cents in on, on scale too because sure. that was one of the big things i wrote down like when i first mm-hmm. i underlined it twice scale like <laughs> there are just so many moments and i think it speaks to like how great this game is and sometimes it's really hard to kind of convey that of just moments of awe where you right. are encountering these celestial bodies and forces that are just feel so beyond you it's one of my th- things that I really like about VR, why I think it does have a lot of potential going forward is, you know, it's hard to convey how something makes you feel like, and I'll never forget the first game I played Astro, uh, but, and I remember telling you guys, there's this giant, like, gorilla hand that it, like, grabs a tower in front of it. And I just remember thinking, like, that looks so big. It just feels big. This game, while it's not VR, has moments like that where it just these tornadoes twirling around you and uh you know that black hole in the middle of brittle hollow it is kind of just there and as you get it sucked towards it like there were legitimate moments i'm holding my controller and i just like tense up because i'm just like oh like you feel totally helpless most of the time outside of your ship if you're not controlling things like if you're not i have ground under me you're yeah. helpless sometimes and- you'll careen off of a moon that one moon the one that orbits uh the Adel rock Right. Sometimes I punched it too hard on the jetpack and I'm flying towards the sun suddenly because I just, I, whatever little gravity there was, I just totally ripped apart. Right. And now I'm just floating in space, which is terrifying. And, but, and, but you know, and also it's like, just but something, maybe it's part of the, simply the loop, but also like with the music and the, the different characters, the tone of it is not scary. It's no, almost kind of like, like, like fun sciencey experimenting right. things go awry but it's okay we're yeah. gonna just tackle it the next time all the characters are fun in that way and they do mm. they offset the 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 knowing of the demise that you, of the what am i saying of the universe that you're in mm. and like it just offsets itself perfectly it contrasts itself perfectly in every beat that it can 
and that sand column on Amber Twin. You're like, you just stop and you look up and you go. And there Whoa. it is. Yeah. Okay. If that hits me, <laughs> I'm going to die. And it is true. It will kill you if it's if you're on the wrong side of it. It's so. just, yeah. So scale is totally awesome in this game. So if you want to feel small, play well, it. Tiny. <laughs> and then lastly, before we get this story, Dave, I want to start with you with this control wise, because I think you've, you've vocalized some frustrations kind of flying around controller things like but that never really stopped you from enjoying it. Um, it took me a while to get good at, like, flying the ship. And maybe I'm still not great at it because I can't land on Sun Station. <laughs> just so, I just always get pulled into the sun. You know? That's, that's or the hardest I part. totally you overshoot. That right spot. Yeah, it's yeah. just getting, it's not even about chasing, it's just, like, getting in the band where that it's going to go and then getting close to the sun where you're going forward, but not getting sucked down like that's mm. once you get that i, I think it's i mean like there you get just you know listener you can get to sun station without landing on it and i've been <laughs> on sun station and there's a trophy just, for it. there's a trophy for landing on sun station and getting to, to it the hard way and, and dave's gonna do escaping it. me right He's now got it i'm gonna do it i really want to platinum this game because i only do that for games i really love and i really love this game yeah yeah you know? i i I, I gotta say, that's the only time you should ever plan in a game. I'll talk about it next episode. But <laughs> that's why I find them Final Fantasy thirteen. We have totally. we have to talk next episode, Mark, about Jedi Fallen Order because mm. ugh, if you're gonna do the platinum, you gotta love the game. That's you the got, rule. You gotta give me the because I only I track. only use trophies as a reason to keep playing a game. Right, okay. and that speaks to Outer Wilds because you I I'm not calling you anything, but it takes a lot for you to want to keep playing a game after you've kind of. True. had your time with it you, yeah you particularly you're very choosy about your time and i think that's one of your perks as oh a thank gamer. you and <laughs> it's good because that means that whenever you're playing something it's like oh he likes it but i i think that it speaks to just like how interesting it is and how there are these yeah. kind of different wrinkles in right in caveats of things so when did, that point, when did when did when did you guys fall in love with this game uh on stream <sighs> with you on stream with me. Okay. Well, so I was kind of that was me coming out of that moment of me feeling overwhelmed. I liked having company, and we you were my company in that stream, mm-hmm. and that's where I beat the game. Yes. Um, so that experience was pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was I was a little later. I liked it, but then I remember once I got into the room in Brittle Hollow where it told you the secret of the uh, the tornado and how to get down. Okay, so when you, when you got to the Southern Observatory? Yeah, like, I've been on Giant Steep, and I was just like, mm. I don't know what the heck to do here. But then when it's like, oh, that was the one moment it's like, oh, that's something I already know, and now this is telling me something new. Like, that mm. was the moment it really clicked for me. I was like, this, there are so many secrets, but I can figure this out. Like, I right. can put these pieces together. So yeah. let's uh, let's put the pieces together now. Let's, let's kind of go over the story. I still feel like I didn't, but that's the beginning. Going to be yeah, exciting no, so to that's do. What too, like, there's definitely things I don't understand about this right. universe. So let me start with kind of just a, a rough outline of what you uncover, and then mm-hmm. okay. you guys fill in w- what I don't know. Okay. So you're the Harthians, the he- whatever. Har- I would go with Harthians. It's Timber Har- Harth. Ha- it's Harthians. Harthians. Right. So you're all about the researching the Naomi. The Nomani? Yeah. The Nomani? Nomani? I'm struggling. The Nomani. So, did you play this game? I did. Mark, I just Mark has a problem we've reading. Dis- we've discussed this. <laughs> yes, I have a reading specialist, and I teach correct. reading for a living. Um, so you find out, basically, that 
they came to this. It's like nomad, except the last, except D is I. Nomad E. Uh, they came no to mind. this solar system because they wanted to find this thing they called the Eye of the Universe. They don't know exactly what it is, but they felt compelled to find it. Felt like it was calling out to them. Mm-hmm. They sent out all these probes via these orbital cannons to find mm-hmm. it, and they've tried many different routes to find the the Eye of the Universe. Right, and then they created this thing called the Ash Twin Project. Now, yes. clarify something for me. The purpose of the Ash Twin Project is to make sure that they they don't... No, they need it for two reasons, right? One, it is to find the Eye of the Universe. Because... They want a time. They want to find the they Eye of time. the Universe. And they, they were worried about the amount of time they have left. So... They figured out that the, with this thing, they with the power of a supernova, they can create a loop that will send all the information through the statues back 22 minutes yes. to give them this kind of loop of time. Yes, but they, they it relies on the supernova to power it. Right. And the purpose of the sun station was to trigger one, but it failed. Correct. But They then, were not able to trigger a supernova. The... What is the the connection between the Astro project and finding the coordinates for the Eye of the Universe? Well, it sounds like they wanted to because they the way they're trying to find the Eye of the Universe via the orbital probe cannon is at random. They're okay. literally just firing it at random. So, eventually, statistically, they it. should hit it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and thus, why then they get. And in, that's why they need an infinite loop to, you know, get all of the numbers to, to hit it. Right. So then, because I think it's on the sun station, you figure out the sun station's been deactivated for like 300,000 years. Yeah. The so, Nomai were, are long dead. Yeah. So you're kind of piecing all of that together. So then yeah. what you're able to do is then figure out the coordinates to... The eye of the universe. Yes. You have to stop the loop, get to the vessel, put yes. in the coordinates because the ship can get there and then get there. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what were you guys' favorite parts? What was your favorite things finding uh, getting, out? Getting or, into that ship at the end of, of my playthrough. Oh, dude, you, you got to outline how you did I, it. I, you I had a too, style. I, <laughs> So essentially when Dave and I were playing through this game while I was streaming it, uh, I kept failing at getting through Brawl Hollow. It was pretty bad. I kept getting jittery. The angle Dark Bramble. Dark Bramble. Yes. What did I say? Brawl Hollow, sorry. Yep. Dark Bramble. The end of the game goes through there. That's where and, the and, end begins and in, there. And inside Dark Bramble, there are anglerfish. Huge. And angler, they're Terrifying. giant, skeletal, scary anglerfish who are blind. And if you so much as boost your ship in there, you they will die. hear it and they will eat you because yeah. they are you, that fast. You cannot run them. They're just going to kill you. Well, I think it's also they're just big, so they don't have to move very far. But either way, I've died to them many times. So eventually... The scale is all screwed up in there. It is messed up. Everything's crazy. It's like it's all the TARDIS inside. Everything's bigger on the inside. You bring up the TARDIS and It applies completely to the Dark Bramble. (laughs) The TARDIS is bigger on the inside. I always remember you discussing the, the screwdriver last time, but anyway... I, bring, I brought up Doctor Who last time, yes. yes. Yeah. He loves Doctor Who. He so, loves Doctor Who. So on one of my other attempts, my last attempt, I hit too hard on the edge of the dark, uh, dark, dark Bramble, and my ship just starts it's immediately going to blow up. It's like So I just get out, 
So I go through on, like, in my just, suit. Before this, we had already decided, is there this a last, last attempt? One. Because, because you were both playing. Like, yes. You were playing well, too. I was not I, playing. I was just watching you. Oh. Well, you you were playing with me. Yes. <laughs> I was I, I was co-piloting. Yes. And so via, we, via chat. It was it was the last decided round and I go through I'm floating in just my suit and I'm running low on fuel. I'm, this is getting real tight, real close, and then eventually I finally get to the vessel and I have like a hair of of oxygen left. Yeah. And I, I see the end and I'm like, I'm just gonna go for it. And I go for it and then and luckily trees, there are trees in there. Well so thank they, I Thankfully, they designed that part nice. Because yes. imagine getting there and then suffocating would be a horrible yeah. feeling. But I had no time. There was no time left. Mm. I, and by the was, skin made, of your teeth, if it was, even it was, uh, it was crazy. So that also like kind of that experience. I remember thinking like only this game mm-hmm. has given me this feeling in a it, long time. I had I watching you do it on stream and watching you struggle to put in the coordinates. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to run out of time. Yep. That like, also oh <laughs> I remember thinking, like, okay, I'm in here. The timer is still going. I could easily come up against Supernova right now and just yeah. die. And I thought that was going to happen, too, but eventually – because I was still nervous. I was yeah, freaking yeah. out. Yeah, you could tell. Because you weren't working <laughs> against the clock at that point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also, I just I couldn't believe I was in there. I was like, all right, now I, now I have to do everything else. Mm. And thankfully, I succeeded. But that ending – I love games like that that give you that kind of like this is my ending. Well, yes. yeah, well, let's talk about that ending. So you finally get to the eye of the universe, and, and this is yeah. one of the things that kind of upsets me as I talk about scales. I of the three of us was the only one who had not successfully beat the game yeah. um, uh, at that point. Anyway, well, I still haven't. <laughs> Come on, man! I thought you said you did. I've seen it now, so it's like uh, no, no, no. It's way, it's worth it's way it. more. Yeah, no, it's it's. It, I know, because there is part of me, because literally, to get the platinum, all I have to do is finish up the log, I have like 15 more, and then just do it in one loop. Like, it's if not you, that hard, but it's if like... If you do that, <sighs> your ending will be the most triumphant, because your museum will be the most flushed out. I guess so. So yeah, yeah. so you, when you get to the Eye of the Universe, you end up back at the Timber Hearth, and based on what you figured out, it will then outline kind of the, the bits and pieces of what you have figured out about this happened. Yeah. And then I don't even know. How would you describe what occurs? I think you guys can amend what I'm saying, but I think you start a new existence, mm-hmm. not even a new universe. Cause what you see in the end of the game, you see other galaxies exploding to the same, or maybe it's copies of your galaxy. I think I see. I'm not really sure what you see or what you experience. It gets very like, trippy. It gets, it's very end. trippy. It's very I interstellar. Think, yeah. I think it's kind of like trying to remind you that it's not really about saving the universe. Because like that was my like like my first instinct was I have 22 minutes to save everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not really yeah. You what realize it's about. that you can't. Do it's that. like it's really about understanding everything. Right. And being okay with what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? and, and, and maybe and, going into the I universe just is about having the experience of, hey, galaxies come and go. And you this was this was yours. This was your your story. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I, I think that is the real way to interpret that. Thing because there is such a like a one angle of it's this game is all about death. Everything yeah. dies in this game. You, there is no you stopping die constantly. You die I constantly. think it's a joke how much you die in this game. It's almost, it really reframes death. Hmm. You know, and like I, I feel, I felt differently about dying in the game 
like over time, you know, right. scared, like doing everything scared. Like when you watched me control myself in Timberhearth at one point when we played together, you were like, wow, you're so careful. Yes. Like, cause I don't want to die, you know? Right. But like now when I walk around, I'm like, oh, I guess I guess hit I'll that a just, little too hard. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll hit the gas and just fly into the moon and hopefully I won't <laughs> die. I can fix the landing gear later. It's fine. Literally, yeah. I, I like, just, just crashed my ship with everything. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think you're exactly right because, again, you know, you're going through all these experiences and just it, on a galactic scale, it just makes you kind of, again, remember everything's dying. All the, like, the, when we think about the biggest, biggest things we can possibly imagine, galaxies, universes, they die too. Everything yeah. dies. And yet, somehow, this game is able to convey, at least I felt, that that's not a bad thing. It's just what it is. Like, you know, and I think, Dave, you put it so perfect. It's like, you this pressure to save your people because your people are kind and nice and mm-hmm. wonderful. And you're learning about the... Um, no, no money, no money. No money. No money. No, 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 there's no, there's no third consonant. And... Like, in their experience, like, you know, as they're going through those things, like, their communication is back and forth. There's never anything that seems dire. Except, did you guys get to the interloper? I feel like yes. I'm the only one who... Oh, you did. I did. That, that I was did. the only one I felt like there was I still want to get there without the ship on it. It doesn't matter about that. Yeah. It's just, it's just getting into, like, the caverns and stuff. That's just, what's important, is getting inside the to the core. Because that's when you learn what killed all the Namai. Is that how you get into the core? Into into the core with the so ship if you're, gone. If you're, yeah, no. If you're on the interloper, yeah, on the front, of, on the front of it. It's okay. if you go in one of the crevices, you're you'll find that you're like skating on ice. But if you're in that skating on ice section, when it approaches the sun, because it it it's comet this comet's orbit does go very close to the sun. All the ice breaks open and you can fall inside. Oh my god! And once you fall, cool. Once you fall inside, there's all these caves and there's all these pathways to take. But there's lots of ghost matter, so you have to constantly be shooting your scout to know this cave is safe, this one's not. You know, and then you get to the core and you just see like giant crystals of ghost matter. Wow! And you and they were all worried about what it is. And one guy wants to test on it, but basically you learn that something happens. Something happened. You don't like fully learn everything, but you make the realization that the ghost matter is what killed all the Nomai, like right. all at once. Like it got loose in the universe. And like Whoa. as smart as they are, as as brilliant, you know, they're creating time loops and things like that. They were still undone by this force that they still didn't understand. That was still greater to them. And and that's just what the universe is. There's all these factors, all these forces that are just so much greater than mm-hmm. these creatures who are just trying to gather as much knowledge as they can. And sometimes mm-hmm. they do. And sometimes they get so much of it. And then in the end, the, yeah. the Mai's attitude for everything is just so great because they're just so curious. Yes. And they and they argue amongst themselves over what they should be spending their time and resources over, which is great to see in, in, in conversation. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah, the obs- back and forth. Some people are like, are, do we really need to be this obsessed over the eye of the universe? Like, like why can't we let it go? We could just live here. And see, like, that's and just not what our people's about. But know? I think that speaks to like the biggest idea with the game or, or not the biggest, but one of the big ideas is just like this constant 
you know, when you think about the no mind and they were thinking like, oh, we just kind of felt called to the universe. It's like this kind of always this what if question that it's not the characters just like, you know, in general in life, you're always just mm-hmm. possibilities and, yeah. you know, routes not taken. It's like, well, what happens if we do this? And it kind of always drives everything forward. But again, everything, regardless if you move forward or backward, I mean, and I guess one way you could look at it is, you know, why bother doing every anything if everything is always going to come to an end? But at the same time, yeah. it's like... It's something that I struggle with every day. Why get out of bed? Everything's going to come to an end one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then the answer is pretty much just because you can. So you do. And that's what the Namaya, they, they could do all these things. And they're like, let's make this crazy sun station this is a bad idea fine let's try it let's make this time loop how are we gonna do it i don't know let's figure it out and that's like every conversation they had like very inspiring and and on to that like and it's such like a little brilliant thing but i think that's where the tone puts this game over the edge because this game could have these ideas and trying to convey all this Mm. but if it wasn't able to just create this world where it feels hostile but yet comforting and i think the whole thing of the different astronauts, I forget what they're called. Um, no, my. No, no, no the you Euro- your, your, people. your guys, the, yeah. the, the Harthians, the the Outer Wilds venture. The Outer Wilds, thank team. you. Which Wilds coming adventure. to the yeah. the you know the title of the game, that you can find their locations regardless of where you are in the solar system. If you if you put your thing to it, and you hear all your the instruments, scope. your signal scope gives yeah. you audible. Uh, evidence of and where then, they so, are. Like, you could be in and the they're scary just hanging situation. out playing music. And they're just hanging out playing music. And at the end, you reach the eye of the universe and what's there? It's all of them. And together, with all the little pieces that they've kind of come together, they're just playing a song. And it's... Yeah, they could have just like, oh, who cares? It's, none of this matters. But, like, all their experience is battered. Yeah, and they came away like, okay, what things. comes next? Yeah. You know? and, and the ending... Again, did they create a new existence? Because it was Basically. a big thing. Yeah, Maybe. and it's like suddenly whatever was created kind of looks like your existence, but not. Or so it was slightly different. Yeah. 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 The what? end of the credits well, show that splash. All of the planets have black holes in the middle. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, you go through the game, then breaking the loop to finally get there when yeah. you really, there's a different type of loop that you really never can break because it might take, you know, a concept of time that is completely beyond us, but everything always starts eventually. Like there's something mm. and it's just I, interesting. <laughs> yeah. It, it's this all about scale. This game's all it, like, it's the one word not to get there yet, but this game, it, it is all about scale, scale of time, the scale of size and your... scale of a chance. Right. I'm like and... every, everything that's quantum in the game kind of exists in all realities at the same time, but not right like right. it's like yes and no yeah exactly and the it, the quantum rocks that just show up and then they're gone mm-hmm. and they show up again and which i liked was always this constant reminder it's like as much as you can stuff. learn there's so many yeah. things you still can't learn yeah it, the game's it was always nudging it was you. learning the quantum stuff that really like sold me on the game i was i yeah. just got like really into it me and dave were convinced at some point that the quantum moon was just there to tease you and then Dave like mm-hmm. texted me or something one day. He's like, "Dan, I know how to get on the quantum moon. Let's let's do it." <laughs> what? And it was it was that's what we did. <laughs> it was fun. Well, and, before well on yeah. that part, I was going to say like, let's start making our final points as we start wrapping up. So Dave, you want to tell us your quantum moon experience? What what was that? I didn't hear what you said. Oh. You broke up for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to tell us about your quantum moon experience? Um, 
I mean, it was just it was There's just, a lot. It just learning how to get there and 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 all the quantum rules in the game was really that was like the moment that I fell in love with the game. That I was like, I need to consume all of it. All of it. Um, there's just layers to things. But yeah, but um, no, I don't. I, I don't have more to say. I just I would what I would have to say like if I was gonna put my final stamp. final two notes two stamps on this game would be that like we could say all we want about what game of the year was like this was my game of the year. Mm. All things yeah. considered, Polygon did give it game of the year. There you go. And they are not a small publication. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dan? Final words. Uh, as much as we talked about it, and this is going to sound really crunchy, just play it. Like, just yeah. play it. I think <laughs> you would do yourself a great service in just having this game. Anyone I keep describing this game to, I was like, do you remember Mist? I was like, this is like a Mist for our time right. that we're in right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it lays I was out too, way too young to play Mist at the time and regress what was going on. Yeah. But like... This I was too impatient is, for is similar. Game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was the same way. And it is true because you could also beat the game very quickly if you know what to do. And that's what the white paper was in Mist, if you remember. Mm. You could beat the game in like the first five minutes. If you knew how to open that little compartment and get the white paper, you could beat this game in the first 10 minutes if you know where to go and what, what to, to do. do. But yeah. you only learn that by, by enjoying the game. The game. Yeah. Exactly. Don't yeah. look anything up. Just play it. I think you just play it. That's my final note. Yeah. <laughs> just play it. Uh, just to add on my final note that there is just something special about this game. Like it is a game that you can look at each part and talk about each part, but then when they're all together, there is just something additive when they're all together that this is definitely, I think when look ahead, when we're talking about our, our top 25, our top hundred, you know, as we, we get to episode hundred, our, our top games that we've, we've played, I think this mm-hmm. is going to be in that conversation. I think yeah. it's very good. Yep. Um, what's not very good is the Trivial Space Maker. Let's <laughs> say that. To it. Well, because the current scoreboard, as usual, a Dave one, Dan one, Mark zero, and that's hey, just the, oh. yeah. It's like is this like golf? Like yep, more no golf. score wins? Nope, nope, but eight. But I guess on the plus side, on nights like this where it's my taste maker and I have no chance at a point, it's a little, a little bit more relaxing. I don't need to sweet. worry about it. So. I actually came up with this tastemaker when I was talking to Dan Whoa. a few weeks oh, back. And I was like, oh, oh, that could be a good tastemaker. I don't know if he remembers. I will jog my memory. Won't jog you? your memory. So new game, episode 90, but we're still coming up with new games here. This one I call uh, speed run, exclamation point. Oh, okay. uh, so here's how this is going to work. <laughs> I picked... Wait, what were we talking about? Um, I did, literally, I, just, I came up with this. I remember this. I was there for this conversation. Oh, maybe Dave was so. You guys were talking about... Uh, guessing what the speed run limit oh. it for each game is. Oh, yeah. Basically. So here's how it works. I have one, two, three, four, five, five six, seven, eight, nine games. And I'm going to tell you the game and the using the website How Long to Beat because it's a great website. Dot com. Mm. They help us decide lots of games. Yes. Oh, well, what's a good <laughs> game to buy? I will give you the average time for a single campaign in that game, how long it takes to beat it. Um, if there's any like specific <sighs> notes about it, yeah, okay. and I will specify these are not glitch runs. These are just with the rule set of the okay, game, cool. not breaking the yeah, game. How long which... to beat doesn't have like yes. speed run notes, right? Right, mm-hmm. it does not. No, so I I looked up each separately what the world record was for each of these games, and uh, you guys are gonna each guess, and whoever's closest gets a point. But price is right, speed run rules. No, price is right. You could be go over, it's over, it doesn't it's matter. It's closest. the closest. Got it. Closest, closest to cork. And actually, ill. 
But that's a phrase for pl- when you play darts. Also, I don't want to play cork. Why is it? Yeah, why is it gross? <laughs> I don't like it's cork. It's just cork. It's, it's just cork. That's cork. what the bullseye is made out of. I don't like cork. Anyway. It's weird that cork is self-healing. Why don't we just use that technology on ourselves? Cork is self-healing? Cork Kinda. is self-healing? Kind of. It like means you, you poke Speak. a hole in it and then it it kind of like closes up. All right. Like, I don't. Well, I think it. I don't think it does. I think it stays there forever. All right. So here we go. Ready? Yeah. First game, Super Mario sixty four. Okay. The how long mm-hmm. to beat is recommended at thirteen hours, and I know that you could beat it with various amount of stars. Apparently, like the the middle of the pack what? is seventy. Which is the minimum to win on N sixty four? Seventy Wait. stars. Okay. Seventy. St- what's and a you can star? Beat the game in thirteen hours. Wait, you've never. What's a star? I've played Super Mario RPG. We're talking about no, no, no. 64. Oh, 64. Super Mario sixty four. You're just okay. thinking about yeah. Mario RPG all the time. Uh, I say Super I'm sorry. RPG? I was like, no, I, think I, I was like, what do you mean? What's a star? Sixty four. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. a star? Seventy. So, yeah. Uh, seventy. Stars? If you don't have at least seventy, the you can't get up the end of the stairs. Exactly. Right. So. 13 hours. What do you think? No, now you say glitches because there's glitches. Now you say glitches. What do you think to get there? 13 So 13 hours is like your standard time. That's their standard. Okay. So I'm going to, I guess I'll guess first since I'm just talking. Um, going to say four. Four I'll hours. Go f- I was going to go five and a half. Well, Where's five and a half? Dan, you got the point. How so? The no glitch speed run world record 47 minutes and eight seconds. Yep. What? How do you get that many stars at fast? No, I have no like idea, but it's a no-glitch speedrun on an N64. Dan? How do you get 70 Ooh. stars? This is when I feel like I should just get minutes. rid of all the consoles. It's like, why even bother? <laughs> why am I even bothering? Why? All right, so Dan, up one. Next how one. Many, how many stars is that? A, a, what, is this, what is a minute to star rate? <laughs> it's, it's fast. It's more than one in, uh, one a minute, clearly. Uh, next game, Portal ba-da, ba-da, 2. Ba-da, let's go. Portal 2. Oh, God. How long to beat says eight and a half hours. Um, yeah. yeah, but all that is like learning the game. And yeah, this is something to consider. Right. And I tried picking yeah. things you guys have played. Yeah. Also, specification. This is apparently a big trick that people use to speed run this game where they're able to put portals out of bounds within the game confined rules. This is specified as no portal allowed to travel out of bounds. Okay. So you have to do every level... For rolls. For rolls. Eight okay. and a half hours. World record. What do you think? I'm calling it 10 minutes right now. 10 minutes, Dan. Uh, 10 minutes I was going to. What was it? Four, it was eight hours. Eight and a half hours. Is the I've seen people play Portal. It's nuts. <laughs> I'm going to say 22 minutes. I'm going to go with minutes. Outer Wilds number. Wow. We give, you give us 22 minutes, and we can give you the world. The winner of that one is Dave. A little oh, bit closer. Like the minutes. world record, 59 minutes, 47 oh, seconds. Oh, come on. I was going to say an hour, but then I was like, no, So now you guys high. have overestimated the skills oh, of the speed. Dave, run. nice job. Yeah, well, Dan made it sound like it was ridiculous. <laughs> All right, next you one. You made it sound less ridiculous, and that got you the point. It gave close to our hearts. Mega Man X. I hate that game. The how long to beat is three and a half hours, and it is specified. This is on the Super NES, and... Any percentage. So in terms of getting hearts Armor and all this, all none that. of that matters. It's just how long can you beat it? How long did it take you to beat it? How Any percentage. How long Any did it percentage. take me to beat it on my bachelor party? I know, party? you beat it at your bachelor party. Yeah, it was not three hours. Yeah. 
Okay. Screw um, sit down and beat Mega Man X real quick. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to go with my time on that. I'm going to go slightly lower. I think it's like slightly half lower. hour, 40 minutes. Half hour. Half hour down. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 minutes for the judges. Uh, 40 minutes. 40 damn. minutes. Woo. Damn, damn. This is close. Dan, you got the point, buddy. I did. The world record, 31 minutes. Whoa. I, I almost tried to, I almost priced this right at you. I almost, almost. said 31. I should have, I would have nailed should've it. Should have done it. You, 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 you would have landed on the sun station in that sense. Boom. All right, next one. That that was cold. A game <laughs> I'm sorry. close <laughs> I'm to sorry. my heart, and I picked specifically because the length is always an issue with this game, Earthbound. Ah. The average time to beat is 28 hours. Wow. Neither of you will finish it, but maybe you'll finish it knowing what the world record is for beating Earthbound. Any percentage. So not getting all the weapons, not uh, just the straight get your eight things, get there. 28 hours is the how long to beat. I'm going to say six. Six hours, Dan. No, six, not six hours, not six minutes. Six. Could you imagine? Yeah, just six. Whatever... Six. I'll I'll pick the metric after you tell us the, the answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, four four and a half hours. Mm. Four and a half. I like that one, Dave. Thank you. Uh, wait, six? You said Dan. I Dave did. wins the point. Uh, yep. World yep. record: three hours thirty-eight minutes Stop and eight it. seconds. I could beat that tomorrow. See, that's what I'm saying, guys. Nope. Come on, speed it. One. I have no idea how they do it, but they do it. <laughs> three hours thirty-eight minutes. Next one. This one I love. Ready? Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I know this one. How long to beat? 11 and a half hours is the average. Yeah, but... And they specified this is on easy difficulty. That was the time that I thought was the most impressive. Easy difficulty. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes, says Dan. You see, Mark has a lot of um, inflections in his voice. I am not right. Or I'm not close enough to be right. Mm, what was second. the how, how what was the 11 and a half but remember Metal Gear Solid a lot of talking yeah. a lot yeah, of, jib- of jibba jabbas that's not glitching one hour one hour that's winner scary. Dave yeah obviously 59 minutes and 41 seconds I hate myself <laughs> he was off by 19 seconds <laughs> current score but Dave is up 3 to 2 Oof. we have 1, 2, 3, 4 more this is more. a good tastemaker Mark You've done right. it. I wasn't sure. I was like, it's kind of it. random. I'm glad because I thought you were you would have done it, including glitch runs, and I hate like no, I hate the that's not fair. Glitch runs. That's like it's also less can... fun to guess. I would agree. Like it, I hate I hate that it's like considered so impressive. Yeah, you just broke it. It's like whatever. it's impressive. But I guess they broke to be it. the first it, to find it's it. In, it's impressive, impressive that you figured out it. how to break mm-hmm. the game. But, mm. Or oh, we taught a computer how to do it. You know what's insane. Not to digress, but the Super Mario World glitch runs literally involve people coding the game. No, oh, I know Yoshi and memory. It's I, so crazy. I've seen it. I've seen it's it. And yeah, it, that, I think that's that's too much. The Wild West. But all right, next one. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Ooh. Average how long to beat? Thirty-eight hour, thirty-eight and a half hours. The caveats to this, I didn't know this was a thing. Apparently, with Cat Sith or Kate Sith, depending mm. on your pronunciation. His slots limit that some people do something crazy and that helps you get through certain things. This does not include using that. You're not allowed to use that. Mm, Just to specify. Catchy. Whatever it is. Apparently. I was very upset when I learned this. 
38 and a half hours. How long? Oh, the world record. And you've played this game, so think about I'm what gonna, could you pop skip, what could you not skip? I mean, you gotta be strong enough. To I like how Dan so keeps wanting to go first. He doesn't let end. Dave go first. He's like, I'm going Dave, out. You go there. first this time. Se- seven hours. Damn. Seven hours. That's what I was gonna say, because it's Final Fantasy Seven, you know. You could you could price us right, him, Dan. I'm gonna eight hours him. Eight hours. <laughs> I'm starting to figure out another superpower of Dave's. No. Dave, seven in seven hours, eleven minutes. No. Javier, are you looking this up? Are you cheating? No, I'm not looking it up. I'm just, I'm thinking about the game. He's doing I'm it. Like, He's what in if the you zone. if you don't read anything and you because you know exactly where to go, how much time do I really feel like that was? I should have mm. just said seven hours and ten minutes. That's what I was gonna. Like, you would have been off by a minute thirty. All right. You should have. more. You should have truly. You should have said seven hours and one second. That would have been mean. Dan, that to win, mean. you have to win all the rest, buddy. I got a sweep? You got a sweep. Okay, I'm going to stop messing around. This is a good one. Ready? Breath of the Wild. Oh. Oh. Average how long to beat? Oh. 49 and a half hours. Yeah. Any percent can, is specified. Any percent. You could beat this game in 15 minutes. No, I'm sorry. Let's go with 10. 10 minutes? Yes. 10 minutes, you can't get off that freaking yes. first platform. You can. You can't get off there. I'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Dan you can't have 10 that, minutes You in. can't have that kite. <laughs> <laughs> Those posts don't work off water. 49 and a half hours is the recommended time. Dave, what do you say? One hour, 15 minutes. Mm. One hour, 15. Mm. Dan. You shot for the... You, you, won, you won, buddy. Uh, well, the well, world record, one. no glitch speedrun, 27 minutes and 53 seconds. So, I heard it was something ridiculous, and I remember that because it was a big news thing. You, you but a, I totally I totally forgot. How do you get off? You you get the, you know, you the Sheikah powers. You get the kite. You get the Sheikah powers in the kite, and then you go to a rock. <laughs> you freeze it in time. You whack it with, like, a tree or whatever, whatever you could find. And um, you get on it, and you can fly straight to Hyrule Castle and go in there and fight Ganon. He'll be strong. Cool. But you gotta be good. You can do it, man. Yeah, you, you gotta be. You gotta have like a sword, and then you go in there and fight him. But Will you have a sword? You, like, Will you have you, like a stick? I guess you get get a lot of stuff. I don't know the exact thing, but I know that the crazy part is that you launch yourself with a rock. <laughs> and apparently, you can do it in twenty-seven minutes and fifty-three yeah. seconds. I guess that's the the biggest. I think the the more time-consuming part is getting getting like enough weapons because I'm sure they all break. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan, you're still alive, buddy. Two more. <laughs> Here we go. Pokemon Red and Blue. Oof. Average oh. time to beat is 26 hours. This is like a ninth gym battle for me and Dave. By the way, he swept me, Mark. I didn't win one of those fights. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna probably fight again eventually, but not yet. I, I don't know. I haven't played. I mean, neither. Once I got champion. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. Pokemon. Again, 26 hours. Pokemon Red and Blue. Oh, or Red or Blue, I guess. Cause you can't. That, you know what? You can't make that text go any faster. You can't, and you gotta get those levels. You can't just yeah. beat a level eighty Pokemon. Can you can it. you can beat it with like. Remember Fisher. when Twitch beat it? Yeah. And there's a bunch of random people hitting le- things. Took like a week <laughs> though. <laughs> um. I'm just gonna say that I love you guys, and I'm out. No. Um. <laughs> let's say twelve hours. I was gonna go Twelve eight and a half. hours, Dave. And Dave. Dave says eight and a half. Eight and a half. Dave speaks in the third person now. 
Don't consult Dave until you consult Dave. Well, unfortunately, Dave pulled it off. Oh. World record, no clip speed hours. run. One hour and 45 <gasps> minutes, 21 seconds. You can do it that fast? What? Apparently. Apparently. Man, I thought I was the very best. That's what you thought, but apparently no, I never not. was. What Last do they do? I don't know. They're like, no. I got this Pikachu in the beginning. We're going <laughs> all the way. Gotta pee. You're going to be my best Pokemon. <laughs> Don't this evolve. one, the last one we'll just do for kicks. This one just blew my mind. I don't know. I don't know if Dan, you haven't played it. Dave has. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. A game that is absurdly long. You could be in 20 minutes. Average thing, 46 hours, 46 and a half hours. You could be in 20 minutes. No. <laughs> but you, that, this is a big game. This is real big. I No, I'm thinking like if you, like in Far Cry. And I'll give you guys a hint. This is the the longest speed run. Oh. Of all the of, ones we've of mentioned. all the ones we did. And it's the a 46, specific, it's specification hours. was there was a no mission skip rule with this. Apparently, if you're in a mission that you have to do, you can die three times. It will move you past it. Whoa. Or not a, not a mandatory mission, but a mission that you end up having to take, but you don't have to beat it for the story. Mm. Apparently, you could do that. This is You're not allowed to do that in this speed run. That's wacky. Mm. <sighs> I mean, think of Red Dead Redemption. It's, it's 46 hours. Is 46 the, and a half is the average is, time to beat for okay. the main campaign. That I would say there is 12 hours. 12 hours. 12. Daniel? Twenty hours. How many no, 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 no. Seven hours. Seven hours. I was gonna say twenty minutes, and then Dave I like... skills again. Fourteen hours at twenty-seven minutes. Wow. Dave, you're good at this. This is a secret skill of yours. <laughs> Let me tell you my secret. I just open up the Google phone. I <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near my phone. Actually, that's not true. My phone. You know, it was actually asks... uh, one I wanted to do, but I realized Dan didn't play it. I wanted to do Gone Home. You could be Gone Home in like. Forty seconds. Yeah, if you I got love. home, you could be very fast. There's a trophy for it, actually. I don't really. Play. Yeah, because if you know where to go in the house to get to like the thing, you just go there. And it's like in the doorway. Um. All right, Dave. Congratulations on your point. You got another Thanks, bud. little pointy pointer. I and like it, exploration games. I like likes home. Them. You like I like Firewatch. I like Outer Wilds. Exploration. That's what that is. What those games are. They are not walking sims. Fight but me. The, but the question <laughs> is, was the next game an exploration game that we'll be playing for this podcast? Because we need to fire up the machine, baby. Right, As Dave machine now. pulls up the machine, uh, we'll remind you. Comes. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Games reminding. Uh, we have Frostpunk, Mono Mind. We have Untitled Goose Man, or game. It's uh, a damn joint. And then we have Killer Queen Black. Oh, and that's what it is. Oh, my God. Wait, what? Killer Queen Black? Killer Queen Black. Oh. Wait, what is this Frostpunk? again? This is the one with the bugs. This your your bees. Your bees. The bees knees? Not the bees, but the bees. Your bees. Well, well tell us about this game now. What is this? Oh. Oh. Um Philippine <laughs> Black. So it got popular as an arcade game that you can only play in the arcade. Uh, you had to find it in person. And, I remember uh, you talking about it like back in the day. Yeah, I, I I've been excited about this game and I've seen I've the only time I've ever seen like a cabinet was I saw one in Seattle. Someone in Brooklyn somewhere, but then it got moved. Mm-hmm. And I've never had people with me to play. It's like a cooperative eight-person yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, because can you play different roles, right? You, can, yep. you pick soldier. Yep. You pick you pick drone, whatever right? it is. And I think Dave's gonna Queen? love this game. 
That's my off the bat. Not because of. I think you're just gonna like the. Uh, I, w- I want to be the worker bee. Yeah, I mean, like you pick your roles and you play together, but then someone becomes the killer queen, and you got it's. it's it seems crazy, and I'm excited to play with you guys because we're and gonna play together. There's different ways to win. That's right. Ooh, you right. can win by killing the other queen, right? Yep. Well, we will be killing all the queens or having our queen killed all the time. But that will be on the next episode of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast. Listener, you've, you've done it again. I can't believe you made it to the end of the podcast. It keeps happening. And it keeps getting longer, so that's making this, this impressive. This is not a short doing. episode. <laughs> this is not a short episode. Uh, so we'll make it quick. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones. Give us some stars. Give us some subscribes. If you enjoyed the podcast, reach us out to us on the uh, Twitterverse, Dino underscore Machines. I'm at Magarcrack. I'm at Zombie underscore Pirate. I'm at Dano Mac. And remember, leave a message on Anchor. If you'd like to ask us a question, tell us about how awesome you think we're not. And we'll respond, probably. If we said something wrong in the podcast, you want to correct us. Dude, we love being corrected. I would love Tell it us. if the internet reached out and said, hey, that thing you said, you were wrong. And I'm like, you great, let's wrong. talk about it. Yes, let's talk, let's about, talk it. about it, bro. <laughs> bring, but bring it in. possibly the next one. Until then, uh, good evening, good day, good night. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.